three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 20s and 20 podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about your 20s in only 20 minutes. I'm Mallory Metz, and this is As Good As It Gets. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20s and 20. I'm Mallory Metz, and today I'm so excited for our guest, so excited for our topic. It's more relevant now than ever. In our virtual studio today, we have Marissa Arnone. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you on. So glad we were able to make this work. Before we dive into today's topic, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, your age, where you live, what you do for a living, all that good stuff. I'm currently a senior at the University of Florida, but it's kind of weird because I'm still only 20 years old. I feel like I've been 20 for forever. (laughs) I actually turned 21 on the 24th of this month, so I'm definitely excited for that. I am a certified personal trainer, but I'm in school to become a registered dietitian. So that's the ultimate goal, but I really just have such a passion for helping others in really any way that I can. That's why when I dove into personal training, the exercise route, but also ultimately dealing with nutrition as well is gonna be a big part of my life. And hopefully I'll be able to help as many people as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. We actually had Alana Molstein on, who's like a registered dietitian and nutritionist. So we had a lot of great info from her. I'm really excited to talk to you today about, you know, fitness, especially with like hot girl summer around the corner. Like how can people get back into like a workout routine or get into one if they've never had one before? Also, happy almost 21st birthday. That's the best birthday in my opinion, um, only because alcohol is a good time. I don't know if you drink or not, but I'm a big, big fan. Oh, I actually don't. I've never drank alcohol in my life more than maybe a sip when my parents or my boyfriend tries to get me to. And I'm very scared. I don't know what to expect. I don't like the taste. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out like what type of drink I should get on my 21st and all of that. It's pretty crazy um, because it's normal. It's it pretty much everybody else especially in college so you're gonna figure it out and hey if it's not your cup of tea that's all right more power to you you know so what goes in to becoming a personal trainer what does that process look like did you feel like it was difficult than you thought did you feel like it was right on track did you feel like it was second nature what's that process to become certified I was never planning on becoming a personal trainer to be honest Mm -hmm. both of my parents are personal trainers certified through ACE. So there's different routes you can go just depending on what you wanna be affiliated with. So there's Mm -hmm. ACE, there's NASM, ACSM. There's so many different routes you could go. I think the price varies a little bit. Um, There's different concentrations just depending on where you wanna go and how you wanna expand. But for me, UF was actually, University of Florida, where I am currently, was actually doing a sort of in-school program, which was super interesting because normally you just go onto the website, buy your package, take the courses, and then take the exam once you're done. But for me, I had the opportunity to take a full semester of in-person classes pertaining to the NASM curriculum, which I thought was really cool. Oh, wow. So that was in fall of 2019. They only do it once a year. I was actually, it was very crazy how it all 
ended up happening, kind of like divine timing. I was in the UF gym for a fitness assessment. Sometimes I would like to go measure my strength because I was just getting into strength training, so I wanted to measure my progress. And I said, hey, just to the wellness appraisers there, like, what can I do to become a personal trainer? Is there a, I heard that there's a course here at UF. They said, yeah but they only do it in the fall. And at that mm -hmm. time it was summer. And they said, but the deadline to apply is tonight. So <sighs> I'm like, holy crap, I need to go do that as soon as possible. And I actually did, I got in and I got accepted to that. And then in January of 2020, I took my exam and got certified, passed it on the first try. That's awesome. Congrats on passing on the first try. I don't think I've ever passed anything on the first try. So that's a huge win. And then, you know, you mentioned like you're turning 21 this month. Where do you see yourself like five, 10 years from now? Like what's your dream job? End all, do all, be all. Is it like working in a private gym? Is it creating meal plans through like a big company? Where do you see yourself? Like what's the, if you could do anything, this is what you would do. I would definitely stick with the nutrition realm. I'm sort of just doing personal training because I can get that certification fast and I can mm -hmm. start helping people right away. Whereas becoming a dietitian is a very long process. But the great thing is, you know, my parents are personal trainers and my boyfriend also became certified. So it's like pretty crazy <laughs> how many personal trainers I'm constantly surrounded with. But I ultimately want to expand what I'm already doing with my business, SoFit Society. I do one-on-one -on -one personal training services currently, but then what I can do once I'm a dietitian is provide actual medical nutrition therapy and nutrition counseling and prescribe meal plans and help people with diabetes and different ailments, possibly even go into the realm of eating disorders. There's just so many different things in that area I'm passionate about, but in five to 10 years, I'll be a registered dietitian, but I also would love to create my own supplement line. Mm -hmm. I'm super picky. Like nothing makes me happy. I haven't found a good pre-workout. I found some good protein powders, but I feel like I could do better. There's so many different things that people want when it comes to different workout supplements and such. And I feel like I would just do the best job doing it myself, especially having that RD under my belt so people can trust that I'm actually caring about the ingredients that I'm putting in and the manufacturing processes and all that. So just expanding my, in summary, <laughs> expanding my scope of practice to be able to do meal plans and do everything a typical dietitian would do, but also have my own supplement line would be really cool. Totally. The supplement line sounds like a great idea, especially if you're noticing there's a gap in the marketplace, like go out there and fill it. I think you know, that's something you should start vetting now and like get out there, talk to people about how like that can get started. I'm sure you already have it in the back of your mind and obviously things like that take money and time and effort. So it's not as easy, but yeah, I think go after it, you know, be ahead of the curve, get on Shark Tank, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Moving in to the next part of this podcast, I really want to get your opinion on tips for people who are really looking to step up their fitness game this time of year. You know, I feel like it's that time of the year, you're putting on bikinis, like you're getting out there, you're trying to meet people. It's 2021, so I feel like people are gonna come back and be out better than ever and they wanna look good. So I guess my first question to you is really, how do you recommend someone start getting back into shape? What do you feel like is that first step? Like, what is it? Is it getting that gym membership? Is it starting that diet? Like, how does someone who's never had a consistent workout routine start 
getting into shape? Yeah, that's a really good question because if you go into the gym and immediately start working out and find a diet that you want to follow and all of that, that's great. But it's really hard to stay consistent, especially in the beginning. So the number one advice I have for anybody, doesn't matter what the goal is, is to adopt a long-term mindset. Think in terms more so of months and years rather than days and weeks. I know a lot of people are really excited for summer and maybe are starting right now, they have a couple months and that's great. Um, you can do a lot in a couple months results wise, but what do you want beyond that? What's your year goal? What's your goal in two years? Think more about that. It will make it so much easier to be consistent because you're gonna come across hurdles roadblocks, obstacles, and it's gonna feel like setbacks. You're maybe mm -hmm. gonna have a plateau or something like that. And you have to have the drive to push through those things rather than getting so discouraged that you quit. And when you have a short-term mindset, it just makes it that much easier to throw in the towel early. So having that long-term mindset is really a big deal. And also creating an action plan or even just a day-to-day -day schedule can be very helpful as well because if you maybe don't prioritize the time to do things that will get you closer to your goals, they're likely not gonna happen. It's really hard to just wing it in that capacity, especially when you have a million other things going on like work or school or things like that. I know for myself, like when I start getting back in my workout grind, it's very short-term, right? Like it's like, I have an event, I better start working out instead of like, Hey, like consistently doing this, like thinking about two years from now, like you said, setting long-term goals, which helps you stay sustained in that workout routine. So I think that's really great advice. And yeah, holding yourself accountable to like a daily workout schedule or even like grabbing a friend, I feel like is always a good way to have that accountability as well. My next question here is really, there's so many ways to work out. What are your thoughts on the benefits and positives of like joining a generic gym, like a 24 hour fitness and LA fitness, where you sort of have that free roam, you can do your weights, you can do your cardio, you can set your own schedule versus like a class-based gym where you can do like an orange theory or like a soul cycle where it's very regimented, very expensive and on like their schedule versus now I feel like in 2020, 2021, everybody also has at-home workouts. So I just really wanted to get your perspective. Do you feel like there's one that outweighs another? Do you feel like they all have their pros and cons? Would love to just get your thoughts. I think it completely depends on the person mm -hmm. and their interests, their knowledge, goals, and of course budget. Because yeah, I, I know some people that I think it's either Orange Theory, I think that's a form of CrossFit. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't really delved into that realm as much as just home workouts and having a generic gym because usually the people that sign up for my programs either work out at home or go to a regular gym mm -hmm. but it really does depend and the pros and cons will be different person to person some people may be super comfortable working out at home and motivated working out at home whereas for myself I am not motivated to work out at home whatsoever. It was the hardest two months and I was blessed to only have to work out at home for two months before the gyms opened up in Florida. Mm -hmm. But those two months were super difficult for me because I was used to going to a gym. I never did home workouts. I went immediately into a gym when I first started weightlifting. But also like if you have a schedule and you wanna create your own schedule, I would recommend a home workout or a generic 
gym, like that 24-hour fitness and things like that that you're talking about, and you have a little bit more of a flexible schedule. So if you can't go at a certain time of the day, you can usually go at another time, whereas I believe those class-based gyms have certain schedules already in place for you. But if you really don't know yet what you want to do or what your schedule is going to look like or what you should be doing for your goals, it's totally okay to try out some of these class-based gyms. I think they can be really beneficial and they're tough. They will kick your butt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's always a great way to dip your feet in. Um, But at the same time, you're going a little bit all in because they can be pretty intense. So totally depends. And that actually is a great segue into my next question, which is really you know, how can someone, an individual prepare so that they don't feel intimidated when working out at a gym? I think for both the 24 hour fitness generic gym type place, as well as especially a niche class, like a boxing or soul cycle or whatever, both of those environments can feel really intimidating if you haven't done it before. Do you have any tips that you give like your clients to prepare or that you would give like a generic stranger so that they can feel more confident when walking in? Yeah. And this also plays into how I felt too, going Mm -hmm. to the gym for the first time, because I was intimidated just as anybody else, um, never having any lifting experience. Uh, But of course, people have different goals, you know, cardio also, maybe trying HIIT workouts and such. Uh, Start small, that's the biggest thing. If you can start either at home or in an apartment gym, maybe, that's a lot more approachable than immediately starting at a huge gym. I would have been so scared out of my mind if I just went immediately into a huge gym. I'd probably just stay on the cardio machines because I would be afraid to look dumb using a certain piece of equipment or things like that. And I hate when people feel that way Mm -hmm. because I understand it at the same time, but also like wearing clothes you're comfortable in, no matter where you are, is really important too. If you're not comfortable in a tight matching set, don't wear it. There are some days, I have two moods when I'm going to the gym, either like that (laughs) tight, cute, bright colored matching set or just straight up sweats, a baggy t-shirt. And it depends on the day, but also like wearing hats can help make you feel like a little bit ambiguous and maybe having headphones in um, can also be really helpful really just depends on the person too and maybe even ask like a family member a friend or even a trainer at a gym to show you how to use the equipment and what proper form is like for those basic like compound movements that you want to really focus on after that you'll get the hang of it over time it's just about pushing through that sense of being uncomfortable. You really don't grow if you constantly stay in your comfort zone. So I think that breaking through that and going to the gym or going to like a soul cycle class and stepping out of that can really help you more in the long run. I think that's all great advice. Like dress comfortably, wear headphones, like do what makes you comfortable, evaluate the gym, like go start on the treadmill, walk around and then see what you want to do next. And I think it's so important, like you said, if you've never like worked out in a gym with like free weights and machines before, like go with someone who like knows how they work, knows what you do on each machine. Or like you said, pull in a trainer and like show you because then the next time you walk in, you're going to know, okay, I'm doing legs today. So I can do this machine, this machine, this machine and be done for the day or whatever. I think that's all really great advice to help build your confidence. And then moving in to this next question, which is really, let's say you've been going for the gym, you've been grinding hard, 
what are some tips you have for preventing that burnout? Because I feel like you get to a point where you're like, you just can't go today, whatever. And then you don't go and then you don't go the next day and you don't go the day after that. And that's when you fall out of that workout routine. Do you have any tips to sort of prevent that? I'm personally the queen of burnout. I've been the type of person that's just constantly going constantly and doesn't give myself a break. Um, not in necessarily um, training wise, but just in life in general. So I feel like pretty <laughs> qualified to talk on this subject because I've actually grown out of the whole burnout thing over time, just really learning about more about myself and what it takes for me to avoid that. But ultimately, I understand that when people get into a new workout routine, they can sometimes be really excited, really motivated, like at their peak motivation. Mm -hmm. And then they go and they don't stop and they don't take a break. And that usually is when burnout starts to creep in because you're at the point where you're overtraining. You need time to relax and recover. And it depends on the person really too when it comes to if you want to set aside exact days where you want to take breaks or if you want a more intuitive approach like for me i know when i need a break at this point being more experienced that i can stop and be like okay i'm not going today i'm a little extra sore than usual i i need my body to relax um whereas like when you're getting into a more structured routine you can definitely say okay saturdays and sundays i'm not going to work out do not go every single day it doesn't matter what your training regimen is like you mm -hmm. should have at least one day a week where you are completely relaxing or doing some sort of active recovery, like going on a brisk walk, but that yeah. should be about it. So knowing when you need to relax, but also like scheduling in time, even if you may not want to in the beginning, trust me, it will help you in the long run and then you won't burn out and then you'll be able to do it. Marissa, I end every podcast episode talking about pet peeves relative to the subject we've been talking about. So I would love to hear any pet peeves you have around working out or fitness or gym stigmas. So any pet peeves you have, would love to hear them. It's really hard to think of any. I think the biggest thing for me would be just when people are overly competitive mm -hmm. against other people in the gym. I often see this more with guys than with girls, especially on TikTok. Like I made a, a joint account with my boyfriend, like we make very similar content to what I make over on my account, but whenever he's in a video, like the toxicity I've seen from other guys that lift and some of the comments that they'll make is really insane. And I didn't even think that it was so competitive. I thought people were just striving to be better than their past self or this, like how much they lifted the week before, not directly comp competing with other people. And I don't see that day to day at the gym. And I hope that's not the case, but really just like not focusing on being better than others mm -hmm. is the best thing you can do um, when it gets to be competitive and you play that comparison game it becomes more toxic. That's like icky to me when people yeah. are like so overly competitive in the gym. Of course, it's different for like actual competition, right? Like your um, CrossFit competitions, your powerlifting competitions. Obviously, it's a competition, but when you are in the gym by yourself, you should be focused on improving yourself. 
totally agree. I think that's a totally valid pet peeve. But Marissa, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciated and loved having you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go to our Instagram, follow us, give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your mom, tell your grandma, and leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us.